This Janet Meffer Today archive broadcast is brought to you by the National Day of Prayer. The National Day of Prayer is Thursday, May 6th. Join millions of praying Americans who are united in prayer for our country. Connect from your mobile device or computer to the largest online prayer gathering ever. Just go to pray.team. That's pray.team. This is Janet Mefford Today. Our confidence is in Christ alone. Are we going to stand with God come what may? If the Word of God says it, I believe it! And that's the way it is. And now, here is Janet Mefford. Thank you so much for joining us again. In his address before that joint session of Congress, President Biden spoke about rooting out systemic racism in the U.S. criminal justice system. And then in the GOP rebuttal, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott shot back a critical response. America is not a racist country. And he's right. Kamala Harris, the vice president, then responded by saying, I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak distance today. One of the greatest threats to our country is domestic terrorism manifested by white supremacists. Well, who are all these white supremacists that she's talking about? Is she talking about Antifa? Is she talking about white progressives fomenting racial division on the streets of our nation and on the internet? No, of course not. This rhetoric is right in line with the priorities of this administration, too, which, as we know, just recently took a series of steps to prioritize dealing with white supremacists and militias, not Antifa, because apparently on January 6th, those are the real problematic people in this country. It's just incredible. And in order to understand what's really going on, you have to understand the enemy. And my next guest does. David Horowitz is a national bestselling author and founder and CEO of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. And he is out with a great new book that we'll be discussing. It's called The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America. David, it's wonderful to talk to you again. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Speaking of totalitarians, Kamala Harris wouldn't know the truth if her life depended on it. <laughs> and this is a woman yeah. who accused, in the presidential primary, accused Joe Biden of being a racist and a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. And then joined his team. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that incredible? And here we have on tape all of these instances in which Joe Biden said all kinds of racist things, and yet he seems to get away with it. How is that fair? He's a lifelong racist. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a tragic situation in our country where a totalitarian movement, which is the Democrat Party and its allies, um, is systematically dismantling our political order. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is what my book, The Enemy Within, is about. Um, where to begin? First of all, Joe Biden revealed himself once again as the biggest and most vicious liar on planet Earth. Um, he said that the main terrorist threat that we have is white supremacists. Yeah. Like what? Like name one white supremacist terrorist threat, one city that they tried to burn or attack the way the left has. Right. And you have to remember that... Um, the January 6th demonstration inside the Capitol, which was nothing worse than leftists have been doing uh, for years. I mean, they, my book, The Enemy Within, describes the Kavanaugh hearings. Right. This last had a women's march and a rabid Jew hater um, led organized demonstrations inside the Judiciary Committee confirmation hearings for Kavanaugh. They had to be arrested every day throughout the hearings. 
and the Democrats called that democracy in action. On January 6th, unlike the leftist vandals, uh, the people who entered the Capitol illegally, I guess, um, burned nothing. They didn't burn the Capitol. They didn't do major damage. Um, everybody who was, everybody who died, well, first of all, almost all of them were from natural causes like heart attacks. They shouldn't have put themselves in stressful situations like that. Mm -hmm. um, it was called an armed insurrection by the fascists in the, in the Democratic Party. That's what I call them. Yeah. Because of their, their anti-democratic and their racist. Yeah. Um, the, the, the only person who was killed was murdered by a Capitol Police. All of them were pro-Trumpers. Pro the only person killed was um, Ashley Babbitt. She right. was murdered. Right. She's a 14-year Air Force veteran. Right. The journalist who photographed, uh, videoed her murder, which shows that she was, she's a little person. She wasn't harming anybody or threatening anybody. She was just murdered in cold blood. Um, th that journalist has been arrested. Um, there are still people from the January 6th demonstration who are in jail without the possibility of, uh, well, they're not released on bail or anything. They're held without bail. Wow. Um, Pelosi's response was to call it an armed insurrection, even though not a single arm firearm was found by the police who arrested over 200 people. Um, Pelosi immediately called in the National Guard. 25,000 troops. This is what fascists do. 25,000 troops against an imaginary threat at a cost of half a billion dollars. Unreal. Uh, she's conceded accomplice to the murder. She's concealed the identity. She's the head of the Capitol Police. She's concealed the identity of the murderer. Um, you know, you could just go on and on. And it's all to create this imaginary threat from white supremacists. There is a, you know, a racial supremacist organization in America. Um, it's called the Nation of Islam. Yeah. Uh, I, I just did an article about all the leaders of the congressional Democrats who are Louis Farrakhanites. Um, he believes white people are inferior to blacks and uh, are actually white devils who need to be exterminated. Ugh. That's his brand of racism that's acceptable to Democrats. Yeah. Uh, the Ku Klux Klan, the Nation of Islam has 50,000 members and can hold million man marches. The Ku Klux Klan has 3,000 members. And they don't, they don't show their face. Where are they? Yeah, yeah. They don't have any congressional representatives like Maxine Waters is from the Nation of Islam. Um, everything is so upside down, but we're really in danger of losing our country. Well, we are. As we speak. Yeah, you're right about that. And I'm seeing more of these incidents. We could talk about a lot more of these. I was thinking about this Barnard College English instructor, this Ben Felipe, I guess it is, who uh, depicted a fantasy of gassing white people. Uh, you've had yeah, this... Yeah. Anti-white racism is rampant. It is. It is. In the left. Yeah. In the Democrat Party. Well, and even when they... And, and, yeah. Look, Donald Trump was a famous person for 30 years before he ran for president. And in those 30 years, nobody 
He was a liberal, actually. Yes. Nobody ever referred to him and said, oh, this is Donald Trump, the host of The Apprentice and a white supremacist. <laughs> right. He only became a white supremacist when he ran against a Democrat. Yeah. yeah. And it was a lie from the beginning, and they had been relentless and no let-ups in their slanders. Yeah. Trump and all Trump supporters. 61% of Democrats think that Republicans are racist. Unreal. Whereas the Republican Party is the only non-racist party at the national level. Yes. Well, the Democrat Party is committed to anti-white racism, but also it's a form of anti-black racism. They identify the black community with its criminal element. All of these so-called martyrs, they're all armed criminals yeah. resisting arrest. Right. And the Democrat Party is portraying them as civil rights martyrs. Unreal. Yeah, exactly. And now there's this legal action that's been filed over Biden's American Rescue Plan for discriminating against white farmers. They have to file a lawsuit to try to right this wrong. Are we heading toward a South Africa situation if these leftists keep going down this road? I mean, it's horrible to even think it, but, but white people sometimes do think that. Well, it's going to be closer to uh, Hitler, Germany, actually. Goodness. That's my thing. That's what I think. Look, they want to uh, pack the Supreme Court, which means dismantling the linchpin of our system of checks and balances, the very foundation, you know, cornerstone of our democracy. Yeah. So you will no longer have an independent judiciary who can tell legislators you can't make that law with that language because it's unconstitutional. They want to abolish the Electoral College, which is in the Constitution, because it forces presidential candidates to compromise, to compete in battleground states. I'll tell you what, David, hang on a minute. I've got to run to a quick break. Can't wait to come back, though. The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America, the book by David Horowitz. We'll come back right after this on Janet for Today. The National Day of Prayer is Thursday, May 6th. Join millions of praying Americans who are united in prayer for our country. Connect from your mobile device or computer to the largest online prayer gathering ever. It's an incredible opportunity to experience the power of prayer as one nation under God. Be a part of this historic day, along with fellow Christians who are ready to make a difference by lifting up our nation in prayer. Free prayer resources are waiting for you right now. Join an online prayer room or create a private prayer room and invite family, friends, and neighbors to join you for the National Day of Prayer. Just go to pray.team. That's pray.team. There's absolutely no cost to participate. This is your call to prayer, and now's the time to answer the call. Our country needs your prayers more than ever. So join the largest online prayer gathering in history at the National Day of Prayer. We'll see you online at pray.team. That's pray.team. Hi, this is Janet Mefford. Did you miss the deadline to sign up for a healthcare program at the end of 2020? If so, I have good news. A special enrollment period is taking place now through August 15th, meaning that if you're looking to enroll in a new healthcare program for 2021, you can do so without the need for a qualifying event. More than 200,000 Americans trust Liberty HealthShare for their healthcare needs. Liberty HealthShare is a nonprofit healthcare sharing ministry that offers affordable healthcare sharing programs starting as low as $199 per month. 
Liberty HealthShare gives you the ability to choose any doctor or hospital across the nation. Memberships are for individuals, couples, and families, offering a variety of options to best suit your medical needs. Discover more about the power of sharing at libertyhealthshare.org slash JMT today. For more information, call 855-585-4237, 855-585-4237, or libertyhealthshare.org slash JMT. You're listening to Janet Mefford today. And now, here's Janet. We do see an emboldened left, especially since Joe Biden was put into the White House. And I do say put in on purpose. But you see what's going on now with this radical leftist agenda. It's it's way beyond even what Obama tried to do. And a lot of us could never have conceived that anybody could do worse than Obama. But here we are. We want to pack the Supreme Court, as you say. David Horowitz with us talking about his book, The Enemy Within It. And you're right about this, David. They want to pack all this stuff. Yeah, go ahead. You know, more elections. Yeah. They stole this last one. Yeah, H.R. 1. I don't know if the listeners realize, but Joe Biden won the presidency by 0.027%. That's less than 0.03%. Uh, there were 159 million votes. He won by 41,000 in six battle, across six battleground states. We know, for example, that in Pennsylvania, a million illegal votes were cast because they were cast under rules devised by the Democrat-controlled state Supreme Court, whereas the Constitution clearly says that the state legislatures make up the voting laws. But uh, this completely bogus campaign they have, they call it voter suppression to require a photo ID so you know that dead people aren't voting or illegal aliens or felons or whatnot. Um, Look, first of all, you need photo IDs to get food stamps, welfare, prescription drugs. So it's it's a slander on poor black people that they're too stupid to get such things. But assume that there was a problem of people not having access to photo IDs. The solution would be throw some government money at it and make photo IDs available to anybody and everybody who needs one. Right. The right. Democrats aren't proposing that right. because their goal is to steal more elections. Well, you know, I have a question for you because you had mentioned a few minutes ago when I said, well, where is this all heading, this totalitarian movement that wants to destroy our country? And you said, you know, raise the idea that we may be headed toward Hitler's Germany and, and people, you know, are always hesitant to go in that direction. But I'm I'm tying this to all these attacks on the police, for example, the way that the news is slanted, the calling for the defunding of the police. How do you tie those two things together, potentially, that they're... Very simple. They want to destroy... We, we have a brilliant system. The founders, they did this paradox. They gave sovereignty to the people, but then they tied the hands of the people in the system of checks and balances. And one of them is just the federal system. We have, what do we have? 18,000 police forces. So if one of them is rotten, all of them aren't rotten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, what the Democrats want to do is destroy local police forces and replace them with a federal Gestapo so they can arrest everybody. That You know, they had plans to arrest Derek Chauvin yes. if, he was, if, he was, 
if he was acquitted. Yes, the contingency the plan. The is fascist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened on January 6th. It's directly parallel to the Reichstag fire. Oh. Hitler, the, the Weimar Republic, which preceded the Third Reich, was a democracy. Hitler won, like Biden, by a very narrow margin, the chancellorship. The Nazis then set fire to their own capital called the Reichstag and blamed it on a Dutch communist. Then they passed the Reichstag fire law, which deprived their opponents of their rights so they could set up the Third Reich. That's exactly what's happening today. Everything the Democrats are doing is to suppress their opposition and create... Actually, the last sentence of my book, The Enemy Within, is that it's not about one man, Trump. It's not about one election. It's about establishing a one-party state. Yes. Everything the Democrats have been doing for the last five years has been to establish a one-party state, beginning with their obstruction and sabotage of the Trump presidency. We have a system based on compromise. So every president gets a honeymoon. Barack Obama, who uh, is his rat, you know, Barack Obama comes from the same background I do. He was raised by communists. And in fact, his mentor was a Soviet agent. The difference between us is I saw that this left movement was evil and wanted to warn people about it. And Barack Obama never left it. But Barack Obama got a seven-month, I think he got more than that, honeymoon. You let him get his team in place. You let him set up his legislative agenda. Then you begin criticizing him as a loyal opposition. Right. Trump didn't get seven seconds. No. They called all his appointment racist. Yep. It's disgusting. It was disgusting. He not only didn't get a honeymoon, and, and, they wouldn't, and, yeah, yeah. And he, now Biden's put in all these racists, yeah. and the Republicans just ratified them. Yeah, and not only like did Trump, exactly, I was going to say, not only did Trump not get his honeymoon period, but they also continued to go after him after he left office as a private citizen and impeached him. No, I, mean, I mean, just that, hatred. That shows you their mentality. Yeah, they're and just... They're mm. vicious killers. They're vicious. That, you know, and where does this go? You you have a chapter in your book on white male Christians, which I think is so great. The whole book is so great. But who do they consider to be the enemy? Is that enemy number one in their view? Yeah, well, they, they need to, you know, the, the Nazis had the Jews. Actually, Biden has funded all the Jew-hating terrorists in the Middle East. He restored all the funding of the PLO and, and uh, Hamas. Right. Uh, they're, they're just genocidal terrorists. They're Nazis. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, you don't have to read that into what they say, because they say it yeah. out loud. Yeah. In a, they're going to liberate all of Israel, make it Palestine, and it'll be Jew-free. Uh, that's, that's what their leaders say. Yeah, they do. So there's no mystery about it, and Biden is funding it. Uh, and trying to empower the Iranians who chant death to America. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, and of course, death to Israel. Uh, Horrible. You know, you can't, it, it's worse than you would have 
possibly imagine what they're doing. Well, it is. And I, 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 you know, having followed you and read your stuff for years, I know exactly where you're coming from and what you're talking about is spot on. And yet the, the, the next question for many people is, what do we do? What should we be doing right now in order to okay. stop this? My advice is this. Look, we're, we're in a great and they're, they're winning because our side is not fighting. They're calling Republicans, actually, Nancy Pelosi called Republicans enemies of the state, yeah. traitors. Yeah. I call them white supremacist terrorists now. White supremacist terrorists, that's yes. who Republicans are. And they actually try to expel 100 Republicans from the House. Yeah for questioning an election result when the Democrats have questioned every Republican victory in the last 20 years. Exactly. Uh, It just, uh, what what are our guys calling them? Liberals. Yeah, I know. What the hell are they liberal about? I know. They're vindictive bigots is what they are. Yeah, and liars. They're fascists. Mm -hmm. You know, we're the liberals. Yeah. We actually believe in two, you know, we're live and let live, mainly. Uh, but anyway, the language has to change. You have to fight fire with fire. We, we need sit-ins about parents. We need them to harass school boards and teachers that are indoctrinating their children in anti-American racism, anti-white, anti-American racism. Yes. Uh, we need, why isn't there a sit-in at the headquarters of Twitter? Good point. And Facebook. Yes. Making their lives miserable and drawing attention to the fact that they're, they're censors. They're book burners. Yeah. Well, you know, we use these phrases like cancel culture. It's so polite. Um, when Dr. Zeus is banned, <laughs> that's book burning. Of course. Yes. It's what the Nazis did in the 30s. It is. The difference and with the same goal. And the difference... Uh, is of course we have a digital universe where you can't which you can't burn. It's not just book, but that's what it is: book burning. Why are we using? Why is it somebody? Well, actually, Trump is the only Republican I know that's referred to the left as fascistic. Wow. I want to hear it all the time. Joe Biden yeah. is a nasty human being. Uh, Everybody yeah. with eyes can see it. Uh, yeah. You know he bullies his own supporters when you know during the campaign and yep. somebody disagreed with him he went right you know pulled rank terrible person he did lies through his teeth lied to get elected trump made promises to get elected and kept them mm-hmm. trump is an honest human being even though he's been slandered as a liar yeah he exaggerates things uh like his crowds but what politician doesn't? But Biden lied about very basic things. He pretended he was a moderate. Yes. He said over and over again, I want to represent all Americans as president, those who voted for me and those who didn't. Lie, lie, lie. I'm not going to rule by executive order because mm. that's what dictators do. Mm. Said all this story in the campaign to get yeah. elected. He did. And he's a plagiarist. Don't forget that. I remember that from years ago. <laughs> he plagiarizes too. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. Yeah, it, 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 it is incredible what's going on. And I think you really hit upon something, which is we can no longer just sit and watch all of this unfold and do nothing. And you're right. When, you, when you're banned off Twitter and you're banned off Facebook, then, you, you know, you have some problems there. But why Get don't parents fight? Don't parents. Yeah, Get parents will fight back. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think it's important for us to be physically present and protest what is going on in our schools, what is going on in our local governments sometimes, and especially what is going on in Washington, because, you know, who's going to do it if we don't do it, David? And I know it's going to really help people to read your book. What a great book. It's called The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America. So grateful for David Horowitz. Thank you so much, David, for being here. Yep, you take care. Thank you for having me. God bless. Thank you. You're listening to Janet Mefford today. This Janet Mefford Today archive broadcast is brought to you by the National Day of Prayer. The National Day of Prayer is Thursday, May 6th. Join millions of praying Americans who are united in prayer for our country. Connect from your mobile device or computer to the largest online prayer gathering ever. Just go to pray.team. That's pray.team. This is Janet Mefford Today. And now, here's your host, Janet Mefford. I really think it's important for us to be honest at a time when many, many people are not honest. This is a big deal for Christians to tell the truth because we worship the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. Thy word is truth. Christians should be people of the truth. And for that reason, I think it's very important to always be truthful. And it doesn't really matter if the person who didn't tell the truth is someone you like or not. We should not condone lying. And I know this is something that perhaps we become uncomfortable discussing at times, but it bears discussing. When I was discussing, for example, with David Horowitz just a few moments ago, and he was complaining about the lies that are constantly coming from the left, I have to say, go back to Joe Biden's speech and his uh, before Congress. Even National Review said it connected only intermittently with reality. And I think that's a really important point here. For example, Biden insinuated that the 10 year ban on assault weapons had reduced the murder rate in the U.S., something neither careful studies nor a casual look at the trends supports. He pretended that the Trump administration had ended successful efforts to control immigration across our southern border, a brazen inversion of the truth. Let's just it's just a lie. He claimed that the country supports federal legislation that would, among other things, ban states from verifying voters are who they say they are, poll after poll says otherwise. He promised that Medicare could save hundreds of billions of dollars by cracking down on drug makers, not according to the Congressional Budget Office. And they say Biden conjured a world in which there was no danger from unprecedented deficit spending, no possible adverse consequences from raising taxes on corporations and rich people, no spike in violent crime that needs attending, and no foreign threats that demand of us more than platitudes about leadership, even as he proposed one of the most radically left policy agendas in American history, he continued to feign an eagerness to work with Republicans. Right. We remember his inaugural address. Unity. Oh, we need unity. We need to come together. We need to be unified. All the left means by unity is come on over to our side or else. Why do you think you saw the fist bump with Liz Cheney? Liz Cheney, who is 
on the fence with her own supporters in her home state because of supporting those people who went after President Trump unnecessarily and impeached him a second time ridiculously after he had left office and had become a private citizen. Liz Cheney's out fist bumping. Oh, good luck. And now there are these rumors that perhaps she would seek to become president. You know, who is going to vote for you, Liz Cheney? Who's going to vote for you? You think leftists are going to flock to you? It's the McCain-Romney syndrome. Maybe if I make friends with the other side of the aisle, they'll think I'm cool and I'll find that beautiful middle. Yeah, it never happens that way. You don't betray your own voters and your own base and then think you're going to make up for it on the other side who are actually giggling at you behind your back. Maybe not so much behind your back. But I want to play a couple of cuts since we weren't able to get into it very much yesterday. I want to play a couple of cuts from this speech. This one kind of says it all. This is cut one. We're in the 21st century. We're at a great inflection point in history. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. Huh? (laughs) Yeah, just another gaffe, but Look, anybody can stumble in a speech. I understand that. But you wonder when he says these sorts of things, if he really understood what he just said. But nobody says a word. If this were Trump, how much attention do you think the press would give this? How many times would you hear this gaffe recirculated on MSNBC and CNN and NBC? It would be Endless. They would do a whole panel of pundits giggling and laughing and guffawing and and saying, see, this is why it's dangerous to our democracy that somebody like this, who's clearly not playing with a full deck, is our president. They did it to Trump when he never did anything like this. Now, here's another one. This is Biden's call for universal preschool. This just drives me nuts. Listen to cut two. The great universities in this country have conducted studies of the last 10 years. It shows that adding two years of universal high-quality preschool for every three-year-old and four-year-old, no matter what background they come from, puts them in a position to be able to compete all the way through 12 years and increases exponentially their prospect of graduating and going on beyond graduation. The research shows when a young child goes to school, not daycare, they're far more likely to graduate from high school and go to college or something after high school. When you add two years of free community college on top of that, you begin to change the dynamic. Oh, you'll change the dynamic, all right, right into communism. What are you talking about? Universal preschool. You know, it reminds me of that line from Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical Evita. Do you remember that? Long, long ago in the 80s, I think it came out. And there's a song in Evita and there's a line in the song that says, Che Guevara actually is the character. And he says, get them while they're young, Evita. Get them while they're young. That's all I could think about when I was listening to this. They want your children. Do you understand that? They want your children. Why do you think that they're putting Black Lives Matter curriculum and the 1619 Project curriculum and Biden is backing the critical race theory stuff to push it into the public schools so they can add to the sex ed curriculum that is put together by Planned Parenthood and add that to the LGBT curriculum that is put together by outfits like Glisten? They want your kids They want my kids. They want their minds, their hearts, their souls, their allegiance. Are we going to let them do it? Are we going to just sit there and let them do it? Sometimes I fear we will because people just 
can't be bothered to do anything. Maybe if we just sit here and watch another show on Netflix, all of this will magically disappear. It's not disappearing, folks. It's getting worse. You don't need me to tell you that. If you're halfway informed, you don't have any reason to make an argument based on anything that is occurring to give you the, the, the ability to claim credibly that things are not getting worse. Things are getting exponentially worse. I mentioned this just very, very briefly earlier this hour, but here was this story in the New York Times. Biden steps up federal efforts to combat domestic extremism. Now, you might read that headline and think to yourself, finally, he's going to crack down in Portland. He's going to send in the National Guard and he's going to stop those crazy people, those anarchists and fascists from terrorizing a city. Nah, nah. The administration has taken a series of steps to prioritize dealing with white supremacists and militias, especially after the Capitol riot on Jan- January 6th. A riot? It was, a, was that a riot? All right. Well, you had people who were breaching the Capitol and they shouldn't have done that. And there was some trespassing. And OK, they, they call these people, as we were mentioning before, insurrectionists. But if you have the city of Kenosha, Wisconsin on fire, that's a peaceful protest, according to CNN. Who are you going to believe? You can't believe your lying eyes. Why would you do that? Just because you see buildings going up in huge flames doesn't mean there's a problem. It's peaceful. It's peaceful. It's kind of like the same rhetoric that they say, oh, men can have babies. A pregnant man gave birth. And of course, if you're halfway intelligent and you know basic biology, you immediately think to yourself or say out loud, men can't have babies. Oh, you are sexist. You are a transphobe. No, you're nuts. That's what the problem is. You're nuts and you are a liar. You're a liar. There are two sexes, male and female. There's only one sex that can have babies because babies have to live in uteruses or uteri. What do you want to say? (laughs) In a uterus, right? Okay. This is not hard for people to figure out. It's basic anatomy, basic biology. And if you haven't mastered it by now, I feel sorry for you. But again, I don't want to over-reference George Orwell. I don't want to because at some point people stop listening. Going, yeah, 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 Orwellian newspeak, thought crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're in the middle of it. When people mess with the languages, when they tell you, I have these pronouns, call me by these pronouns. No, I'm going to call you the pronoun that corresponds with your biological sex. Deal with it. That's it. I'm not going to call Bruce Jenner Caitlin. I'm not. Maybe that's his legal name now. Uh, But I'm not referring to him as a woman or a she or a her. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just not going to lie. And I'm not going to go along with this propaganda campaign to try to undermine reality, which is what's going on. Now, Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, did a tremendous job pushing back against some of the garbage in Biden's speech. And boy, he got it from the left. Anybody surprised? We'll come back and talk about it. You're listening to Janet Meffer today. The National Day of Prayer is Thursday, May 6th. 
Join millions of praying Americans who are united in prayer for our country. Connect from your mobile device or computer to the largest online prayer gathering ever. It's an incredible opportunity to experience the power of prayer as one nation under God. Be a part of this historic day, along with fellow Christians who are ready to make a difference by lifting up our nation in prayer. Free prayer resources are waiting for you right now. Join an online prayer room or create a private prayer room and invite family, friends, and neighbors to join you for the National Day of Prayer. Just go to pray.team. That's pray.team. There's absolutely no cost to participate. This is your call to prayer, and now's the time to answer the call. Our country needs your prayers more than ever. So join the largest online prayer gathering in history at the National Day of Prayer. We'll see you online at pray.team. That's pray.team. When Julia ended a bad relationship, she found out she was pregnant. After the father told her to get an abortion, this mom was confused and didn't know what to do or who to talk to. I just knew that if I got an abortion, a part of me would be broken. Julia was referred to a preborn center where she was counseled and supported with the strength that she needed to choose life. I couldn't imagine my life without him. Because of them, he's here. We're going to get through it and it's going to be okay. Preborn centers provide hope, love, free ultrasounds, and the gospel of Jesus Christ to moms like Julia. Preborn truly is the alternative to Planned Parenthood. Will you join Preborn in helping love and support young moms in crisis? For $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds and help rescue five babies' lives. To donate, call now, 855-402-BABY, 855-402-2229, 855-402-2229, or there's a Preborn banner to to click at JanetMefford.com. You're listening to Janet Mefford today. And now, here's Janet. Well, let's get into some of what Senator Tim Scott had to say in the GOP rebuttal to President Biden's address before a joint session of Congress the other night. I I thought that he gave a very good speech. And of course, he is an African-American, and so that will enrage the left right there because he's in the wrong party. You know, it's like Biden said during the campaign, if you're black and you don't vote for me, what's wrong with you? Yeah, he's he's not a racist at all. This is good stuff. I want to play a little bit of what Senator Tim Scott had to say. This is cut three. I have experienced the pain of discrimination. I know what it feels like to be pulled over for no reason, to be followed around the store while I'm shopping. I remember every morning at the kitchen table, my grandfather would open the newspaper and read it, I thought. But later I realized he had never learned to read it. He just wanted to set the right example. I've also experienced a different kind of intolerance. I get called Uncle Tom and the N-word by progressives, by liberals. Just last week, a national newspaper suggested my family's poverty was actually privilege. Because a relative owned land generations before my time. Believe me, I know firsthand our healing is not finished. In 2015, after the shooting of Walter Scott, I wrote a bill to fund body cameras. Last year, after the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, I built an even bigger police reform proposal. But my Democratic colleagues blocked it. I extended an olive branch. I offered amendments, but Democrats used a filibuster to block the debate from even happening. My friends across the aisle seemed to want the issue more than they wanted a solution. Interesting, isn't it? 
Well, I guess if we acted like leftists, we could make the charge against the white liberals in the Senate that they are white supremacists. But we wouldn't say that because we know darn well that that has nothing to do with it. And we don't like lying. We don't support lying. So what we will say is these people are disgusting hypocrites. And how racist would it be in their scheme of things to treat a black senator that way simply because they didn't like his policies? They don't play by the same rule book that you and I do. They just don't. They don't play by a rule book. It's a one party dictatorship, baby. That's the way we're headed. And you can't get in the way. Get out of the way. We're not going to listen to you because it isn't about police reform for these people. It's not at all about police reform. And then there was this response from Senator Scott. Great stuff. This is cut for. But I'm still working. I'm hopeful that this will be different. When America comes together, we've made tremendous progress. But powerful forces want to pull us apart. A hundred years ago, kids in classrooms were taught the color of their skin was their most important characteristic. And if they looked a certain way, they were inferior. Today, kids are being taught that the color of their skin defines them again. And if they look a certain way, they're an oppressor. From colleges to corporations to our culture, people are making money and gaining power by pretending we haven't made any progress at all. By doubling down on the divisions, we've worked so hard to heal. You know this stuff is wrong. Hear me clearly. America is not a racist country. It's backwards to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination. And it's wrong to try to use our painful past to dishonestly shut down debates in the present. Well said, Senator Scott. And of course, what happened after he did this? Leftists on Twitter got the phrase Uncle Tim trending. What does that tell you about the left? It's not about race for them. It's about ideology for them. If you do not toe the line on progressive, radical ideology, they will start insulting you. In fact, National Review points this out. The contrived hyperbolic outrage and derision that we saw from liberal talking heads was something to behold. It wasn't just the people on Twitter. Some of what they said was farcical. For example, Nicole Wallace on MSNBC uh, said that the speech in which Scott praised the Trump administration vaccines was delivered from a planet where facts don't matter. Well, Operation Warp Speed, she claimed, didn't do anything to get a needle in the arms. So a lot of disinformation. Well, it did help boost the life-saving innovation that flows through those needles, as they say. Not to mention a million needles into arms every day by the time Joe Biden got his shot. Give credit where credit is due. The speed with which the vaccine showed up was due to the work of President Trump and his administration, not due to Biden. But Scott's most controversial statement, which you just heard, America is not a racist country, drove him nuts. All the usual suspects took to social media to mock him for simultaneously saying the nation wasn't racist and for pointing out that he had personally experienced bigotry. Of course, America is a racist nation, they wailed before getting this Uncle Tim trending on Twitter. The left's demeaning of any African-American who strays from leftist orthodoxy is one of the ugliest acceptable smears in our political discourse. Scott's two claims, by the way, are wholly compatible. Bad actors and ugly ideas exist among people of all nations and always will. And yet that doesn't necessarily mean the nation itself is fundamentally, legally, culturally or systemically racist. We can always do better. But by the world standards, the United States is likely the least racist place. How do you see this? 
Why is it that people from all races and creeds and ethnicities from all over this planet flock here? Last I checked, they weren't dying to get into Syria or China or Nigeria or Cuba. They're not going to those nations. Where do they want to go? They want to come to the United States. Make the left talk about this. Why do they want to come here if we're a fundamentally racist country? You know, let's just play by your rules for a minute and think these things through. Why do they want to come here if this is such a horrible place for non-whites, as they say it is, because white supremacy and colonialism and 1619 Project? You know, we can't talk about any of these things. You know why? Because it nails them to the wall. This is the land of freedom and opportunity for people from all over the world, regardless of race, regardless of religion, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of creed. That's the beauty of America. And let's not forget why America is free. Think of the religion that undergirds it. Think of the book, the holy book that undergirds the principles that have guided our republic all of these years. It's the Bible, folks. It's Christians who came here seeking religious liberty. You tell me Christianity doesn't make a practical difference, and I fear I'm going to go off on some tangent here that I'm not going to have time to finish, but uh, what the hey, I can go ahead with it anyway. (laughs) These people in big evangelicalism, big Eva as we like to call them, who love to yell and scream about white supremacy, and they're doing the same thing in the social justice this, and we've hurt people and it's all my fault and they're flagellating themselves even though they don't have anything they can point to where they actually did anything wrong. They just feel bad because they're that awesome and righteous. They just feel bad. But when you ask them, then why is it if we're such horrible people that you had the greatest modern missionary force come from the United States to go all over the world to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people of all nations, colors, and creeds? Why? If this is such a white supremacist nation, and by the way, if it's so horrible, why are you here? That See, that one I like because every election cycle when a Republican gets into office, a conservative is able to beat a liberal in the, in the voting booth. You always had a bunch of Hollywood celebrities who said, if so-and-so gets into office, I'm moving, you know, which I find hilarious because <laughs> these, number one, they never move, but number two... How self-involved do you have to be to announce this to the world as if the rest of us will suddenly say, well, we certainly don't want Barbara Streisand to move. No, Rosie O'Donnell might go to Europe, shut things down, make sure the progressive wins. We don't we can't leave lose Rosie to Europe. I mean, no one cares. Why in the world would you announce that to the world as if that would cause some seismic shift in the populace and cause them to vote the other way? These people are delusional. They're absolutely delusional. This is why we have to stand strong. And by the way, when you look at this, I I do agree with Chris Christie, who said Joe Biden's spending proposals are like what you would hear from a 15-year-old if you gave him a credit card with no credit limit on it. I mean, really? These three proposed spending plans from Biden would cost the U.S. $6 trillion over 10 years. And senators like Joe Manchin are saying, well, that's, I don't know, that's a lot. I'm not really sure that's good. And raise the taxes, raise the corporate tax, raise the marginal income tax for the top 1%, raise capital gains, dividend tax, IRS expansion. This one really gets to me. They want to give the IRS $80 billion to chase down tax evaders. 
$80 billion. Why do you need $80 billion to chase down tax evaders? What is that money going for? You know, is that kind of in the same category with the $7,000 hammers or the $7,000 toilet seats that we hear about when we get these reports on government waste? Does anybody question these numbers? Why do you need $80 billion? Are you going to hire a force of 75 million people to chase down? Who knows? All of it is just crazy and based on so many lies. We just got to be people of the truth. Got to leave it there. Thanks for being with us again. We'll see you next time here on Janet Meffer Today. Mm -hmm.